Praise the Lord, everyone. This is um, Minister Dennis Payne once again. What I did not say last week, and I want to say it this week, um, is because um, you need to know who I am, what I do. I've been in the ministry uh, since uh, 1990. That's when I first, I'll take that back. I'm sorry about that, 1980. When I first got saved, got filled with the Holy Ghost, 1980. I mean, I've been in, and I've been in the ministry, I've been preaching since 1990. So I just wanted you to know that um, I'm a part of um, a New Vine a Missionary Baptist Church. My pastor is uh, S.J. Parker, and um, we've been working with him uh, for a few months. Uh, before then, I was uh, assisting uh, Pastor Bob Jackson at Acts 4 Gospel Church of God in Christ, Oakland, California. And then from on then, I did many other ministries. So last week, we was talking about um, the importance of being baptized in the Holy Ghost. And this is very important because a lot of people don't know this. The importance of being baptized in the Holy Ghost. It's important to know that you got to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, well, why do I have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost? Well, you have to be baptized. Without being baptized in the Holy Ghost, there's no possible way that you can live the life of Christ Jesus. You'll never be able to live the life of Christ Jesus. You need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, well, well how do you know that? Well, last week, we talked about it. I'm going to put it up in the Word of God. If you can come with me, in the book of, um, um, I believe it was uh, John. We're going to go to John. We're going to go to the first chapter in the book of John. And I want you to get this. This is important that you be baptized in the Holy Ghost because I found out there's no possible way that you're going to live a, a godly life. You're not going to live a Christ Jesus life. That is not going to happen without his spirit. It ain't going to happen. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, in John, the first chapter, and I believe the first chapter, we're going to go to verses number 24. The Bible said this. The Bible stated that, uh, and this is John talking. He said, and they which were sent were of the Pharisees. And they asked him and said unto him, why baptize thou then, if thou be not the Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet. And John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standing one among you whom you know not. He it is who's coming after me, who is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I'm not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethabara, beyond Jordan, and where John was baptizing. The next day, John see Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, which take away the sin of the world. Well, I want, I want to say this too. Notice the word of God said, the Lamb of God that take away the sin of God, sin of the world. Now, I want, I want to say this. You got to get this. What sin was he talking about? Now, notice he said the sin, not sins. Well, the sin that the Bible is talking about is the sin of Adam. And we all know when God told Adam in the beginning of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, don't eat of the tree. Adam actively rebelled against God. 
and ate of a tree that God commanded him not to eat of. Because of this one man's rebellion, and this is in Romans 5 and 12, through one man, sin entered. Sin came in through the one man, and because of the sin, physical death and spiritual death came as a result of the sin. So we know that the Lamb of God being Jesus, he came to take away the sins of the world. Now, verse number 30 is stated, this is he of whom I said, and this is John talking, this is he of whom I said, after me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me, to be made known to Israel. Therefore, for this reason, I'm come baptizing with water. Now notice what he said. That's the baptism of repentance. That's John. That's the baptism that God had given to John the baptizer. Okay? Now, verse 32, it states, John bare record saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove in abode, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. Stop right there. Now, my question, what baptism was he talking about? Was he talking about a physical baptism or was he talking about a spiritual baptism? Well, he's talking about a spiritual baptism. He's talking about a spiritual baptism right here because the Bible said, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same is he which baptized with the Holy Ghost. Now, let's look up the word bap baptism, baptize. Now, when I look up that word, when you look up the word in the Greek, the word means baptizo, baptizo. And that word means to be immersed. And the word be immersed means to be dipped in. Now, what the scripture is basically saying, being baptized with the Holy Ghost, that's Jesus Christ himself dipping you into his body. That's him placing you in his body. That's him placing you in the body. That's the scripture, right? That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now, somebody might be saying, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm, I'm kind of messed up, you know, of, about this baptism. Yes, there's um, the baptism. You got to get this. The baptism is twofold. Yes, there is a physical baptism, which we do. Somebody said, well, what is the physical baptism? The physical, physical baptism, it represents us dying to self. What are you talking about? What I'm saying is this. The physical baptism is an outward statement to the public that we are identified with Jesus, okay? And then there's the spiritual baptism. Some of us say, well, why do I need the spiritual baptism? Because God knows that without his spirit, there's no possible way that you can live the life of Christ Jesus until you have his spirit. You need his spirit to live that life. Well, how would I know that? Well, we're going to go back to, and we went to this last week, in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, the first chapter. 
Now this is this is this is Jesus. He's on the way of leaving. Now you're gonna find this in the book of Acts, the first chapter, and we're gonna go with verse number uh number five. Now this is what the scripture state. Okay, the scripture stated, for John baptized with water. Well you shall be baptized, okay? Baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. Not many days hence. You're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Some of you say, what, 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 was that a physical baptism? Was he talking about a physical baptism? Or was he talking about the spiritual baptism? He's talking about the spiritual baptism. And then he said in verse number six, he said, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And we all know they was concerned about the kingdom of Israel being uh, restored again. That's what they was looking for, a king right then. Okay? Now, in verse number 7, the scripture said, And he said unto them, It is not, and this is Jesus talking, He said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the season which the Father hath put in his, his own power. But, and this is key, verse number 8, But, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, watch what he tells them. You're going to receive authority. That's what power is. The authority is in the Holy Ghost. It is not in us. Okay, it's in the Holy Ghost. We can do nothing without him. Remember in the book of John, the 15th chapter, Jesus stated himself, without me, you can do nothing. What is he saying? Without the spirit of the living God, without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, without God's spirit, there's no possible way that we can do the things of God. Somebody say, well, how do you know that? Because the scripture teaches it's not by power, nor is it by might, but it's by the spirit of the living God. That's how we do this. He's got to do it through us. He's got to live this Christ life through us. We can't do it. Somebody said, well, if I, if I continue to read every day, if I read every day, if I practice to do this, you can't practice to do anything without him doing it through you. Remember what I just said. Without him... We can do nothing. He's got to do it through us. We can't do it. Even if I read the scriptures 24-7, if I read it 24-7 thinking that if I read it every day that I can live the life that I read, you cannot live the life that you read without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's not going to happen. You can't do it. You can't do it. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You got to. You have to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, now I'm gonna share something with you that's gonna really take you on this. I found out that without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, there's no possible way. This Spirit of God that God is going to give us, His Spirit that He's going to give us, Hallelujah. There's no possible way that we're gonna be raised up from the grave. It ain't gonna happen. And we talked about that last week. It ain't going to happen because you got to see this. Get, Jesus gave us an example. 
When Jesus was risen from the dead, he was risen by the power of God. What got Jesus up from the grave? The power of the Holy Ghost got him up from the grave. So what Jesus did was give us an example of what was going to happen to the believers. How do you know that? Well, in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, in the book of Romans, the 8th chapter, and I believe it's verses number 11. Romans 8 and 11. The Bible stated, uh, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Stop right there. What spirit of him? Who's him? God. If the spirit of God that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. The word dwell means if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead live in you, he that raised up Jesus from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by his spirit that dwells in you. That's how we the believers, even at the day of the rapture, what's going to get us up from the grave is the same spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead. That spirit right there that raised Jesus up from the dead is going to do this. It's going to do the same thing to us. It's going to pull us out of the grave. How do you know that? Now, this is a scripture that I did not give you last week. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. If you can go with me, when Paul was talking to the Thessalonians, he gave them in verse number uh, fourth chapter. And I believe it's first. I'm going to take it from verse number 14 through 16. 14 through 16, fourth chapter, first 14 through 16, the scripture stated that if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, notice what the scripture stated. If we believe that Jesus, he died and he rose again, once again, how did he get up from the grave? How, did, how was he risen from the grave? The power of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to prove to you that same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's going to be the power that get you out of the grave. Now, no baptism of the Holy Ghost. You got to get this. No baptism of the Holy Ghost. No getting up from the grave. Let me repeat that once again. No baptism of the Holy Ghost. No getting up from the grave. Now, it said, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Note this. We the believers, when we die, we just when we die, it's not a it's not a spiritual death. It's a sleep. So we're gonna get up from the grave. We're gonna get up from the grave. How you know that? For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Okay? Which mean, those that are dead first, they're going to rise up and they're going to meet those that are yet alive in the earth. What is going to cause that to happen? The baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's what's going to happen. No Holy Ghost. I'm going to repeat this again. You got to get this. No Holy Ghost. No getting up from the grave. 
You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost to even live the Christian life. Let me share something else with you uh, real quick. I'm going to share something real which quick. Matthews 25, and I'm going to prove it to you, Scripture. Matthews 25, remember, there was 10 virgins. Now watch this. We all heard this story. The 10 virgins, five were wise, five were unwise. The Scripture teaches, chapter 25, Matthews 25, verse number 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Ten virgins. Okay? They went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five <coughs> were foolish. Okay? And you got to get this. Five of them were wise. Now notice this. It was 10 of them, and they went to what? Meet the bridegroom. Who is the bridegroom? Jesus himself. He's the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. And they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. What does the oil represent? The oil represents the anointing. The anointing represents the Holy Ghost. They took no oil. What that's telling us is you got people, they receive the Lord, but they don't receive his baptism. They have a hard time living the Christian life. Every day they get up in the morning, they want to live the Christian life, but they can't live the Christian life without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There were five of them. They took, now watch this, five, five of them took no oil, and then there was five that did take the oil. Then the scripture teaches, the five of them were wise and five were foolish, and they that were foolish took their lamps. Now notice, they took the lamps, okay? They received the light. They received the word of God. But they did take no. They did not take any oil with them. No Holy Ghost. They did not receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But the fire. But the 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 wise took oil in their vessels. Now notice this is key. Verse number four is key. It's crucial that you get verse number four. The five that were wise, they took oil. In their what? Vessels with their lamps. What? Vessels. Know you not that your bodies are the vessels of God. They took the oil in the, oh my God. They took it in the vessels. They took it in them. The spirit of God is in them. Okay, these are the wise, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Okay, well, what happened to those that were unwise? Did they have any vessels, any oil in their vessels? It doesn't say they had oil in their vessel, but it did say that the wise, they took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Now, while the bridegroom tarried, 
and they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, and behold, the bridegroom cometh, and go ye out to meet him. Now watch this. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wife, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Now notice what I said in the beginning. Those unwise, those unwise virgins, they took no oil. But you see right here, when that time came, they were asking for some oil. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Now notice, initially they had lamps, but they had no oil. They had lamps. When you receive the Lord, you receive the word of God. And since the word is light, you receive the light. But you need the Holy Ghost. You need the oil to keep the light burning. You need the oil. So the foolish said unto the wise, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answer saying, not so, lest there be not enough for us in you. But go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they, watch this, they that were ready, they went in with him to the marriage and the doors were shut. Stop right there. I'll end it right here. Notice what the scripture teaches. They that were ready. Why were they ready? They were ready because the spirit of God in them prepared them for this particular time. Now, no baptism of the Holy Ghost. You are not going to be ready. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So, I'm going to end it right now. My time is up. I want to end it right now to the next time. because We want to stay on this topic because it's important because a lot of people don't know the importance of having the baptism of the Holy Ghost. There's a lot of places that I want to go in Scripture to prove to you that you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're not going to live this Christian life. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Hallelujah. You're not going to live this Christian life. You're not even going to love the one even. You're not even going to love your neighbor. It ain't going to even happen. You can't live this Christian life without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You can't. Oh, my God. Having the baptism of the Holy Ghost, that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. He's in you, the Holy Ghost. You can't separate Christ from the Holy Ghost, nor can you separate God from Christ Jesus. You can't separate the three. When you see Jesus, you see God the Father. When you see God the Father, you see the Holy Ghost. You can't separate the three. You need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you don't know, before we leave here, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can have a you got an opportunity right now, even if I speak. You can know it right now. The Bible said in Romans 10 and 9. If you confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you can be saved. All you have to do 
is confess the Lord Jesus Christ with your mouth and, you, and believe in your heart. Notice what I said. You got to believe in your heart. Why do I have to believe in my heart? It's because God is the one who's searching the heart. He's searching the heart. He knows those that believe and he knows those that don't believe. So you have to confess that Jesus Christ, confess means to agree that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. And you got to believe that he died. You got to believe that he was buried. And you got to believe that God the Father raised him from the dead. And remember what I said? How did God the Father raise Jesus from the dead? The power of the Holy Ghost. So if you believe that Jesus Christ died and you believe that he was buried and you believe that God the Father raised him from the dead, you can be saved. So all I want you to do, I want you to pray with me. Lord Jesus, forgive me for all of my sin. I believe that you died on the cross and you was buried and God the Father, he raised you from the dead. Lord Jesus, fill me with the Holy Ghost right now so I can live this Christian life, because I know that without you, I can do nothing in the name of Jesus. Until next week, I'll see you again back on this topic, the importance of being filled, the importance of having the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. God bless you.